Anchor is a completely free software that you can use to distribute your podcast and to create your own podcast. Let me explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I've been using Anchor. It's great. And it's helped me to distribute my podcast. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started if you want to make top-notch podcasts. Thank you. Hello. Good morning, evening, night. This is your host, Johnny B, with the first episode of the Newsworthy Podcast. Hello, everybody. It's January 3rd, Sunday, and when this is out, it should be January 4th. If not, I'm sorry. (laughs) And Happy New Year. It's a new year, new opportunities, you know, fresh start. I always like the new year. And I had this idea for a podcast a couple months ago. Um, I'm just going to have fun. I'm not setting any high expectations, you know. I'm just going to give the news, share my thoughts, all of that, and... I'm just going to have a good time, and I think that's what it's all about. I'm not I'm not going to be, it's not going to be this lavish podcast with tons of recording equipment and really high-tech stuff. It's just going to be me talking and sharing the news and my views on stuff. So that's it, and I hope you enjoy. Podcast will be on a weekly basis. I'm going to hopefully, like, research and edit and do everything during the week and then record on the weekend. And it's just going to be about the previous week's news, entertainment, politics, all of that stuff. And it's going to be from a fresh view. You know, I'm a teenager. I'm really interested in this stuff. I want to be a senator when I grow up. I mean, that's that's my dream. But I just want, I think it's a good opportunity to get my voice out. And I'm excited for this. I'm excited to share the news. And hopefully this will be the first episode of many. And I think it will be good. And I'm really excited for it. So this upcoming week, um, a major thing happening is that the Senate is set to vote on the recognition and confirmation of Joe Biden's victory. Well, the Senate and the House. And in a normal <laughs> in a normal year, this would never be a problem, a normal election year. They would vote. The results of the presidency would be confirmed. But a lot of Republicans are set to object and vote against confirming the results of the election. Even though we all know no major fraud has been found, there's nothing, no evidence that anything happened on a major scale that could upset this election. But lots of senators are voting against it, including Ted Cruz. And Josh Hawley reportedly was the one to push this narrative of not confirming the results. And the Republicans are kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Because even though it may benefit them this election season... They're not thinking about the upcoming elections, right? Now, they're pushing the narrative that if your candidate loses, you could just simply claim that there's voter fraud and that it's, it's, it's not a legitimate election. And they're setting a president not only for themselves, but for the Democrats, and that they may, they may be able to do that in the future. They could say, and it's even more scary if they had a majority. Imagine if Republicans had a majority in the Senate and the House and they could vote to not confirm the results of our president or the president-elect. And 
this is extremely dangerous because, one, Republicans gained in the House, and if they gained enough, if, if they were to gain enough to take control of the House and the Senate, they would be able to overturn the results of this election. And it's like, elections are what make our democracy our democracy. And when anybody from any political party can claim that it's an unfair election and try to overturn it, I think that's deeply irresponsible. Very irresponsible. And I don't, and it's just, it's disappointing. And I think it's, I'm just very upset by it. But that's happening on January 6th. It's going to be confirmed, but a lot of people are objecting. This next topic is a little bit eerie, as it kind of seems like a repeat of last year, you know. First, there was Iran and the U.S. conflict, and that seems to be happening right now at the beginning of this year, as the U.S. is seeing signs of an Iranian attack happening on the eve of the anniversary of Qasem Soleimani's death, which was a general be killed overseas in Iran. And Iran is most likely trying to take advantage of the transition between the Trump and Biden administration. And in past transitions, it's been easier to take advantage of, um, you know, all the attention being focused on um, an incoming administration. And so that seems likely to happen, that they're trying to take advantage of that. And it's probably overhyped, you know, nothing big is probably going to happen, but it's still, you know, it's still a relevant topic to discuss. And that's that. This week we had the whole uh, debate on stimulus checks and what's happening with that. And stimulus checks of $2,000 were passed by the House Democrats with actually 44 House Republicans um, agreeing with them and passing that. But the Senate Republicans don't want to pass $2,000 checks for Americans, even though both Trump and the Democrats agree on that, which I found, find surprising since Republicans have basically been behind Trump on everything since the beginning of um, his administration. And now, in the final days before he's leaving, they decide not to cooperate with him, which is the, the $2,000 checks are something that both sides want. Democrats want it. Trump wants it. I believe it's a good idea. You know, $600 was the initial amount that was going to be given out to Americans, but I don't think that's enough. That's maybe, for a lot of people, that doesn't even pay the rent. And, you know, we're in the middle of an economic recession. Basically, I mean, the stock market's doing well, but unemployment is still fairly high. And there's not a lot of money in the pockets of Americans. Lots of people are set to be evicted. And so, I think $2,000 checks would be a good idea, but for some reason... Mitch McConnell and his Senate are not going to support this bipartisan effort from Trump and the Democrats. And it's very rare, this is very surprising to me and very rare, that Trump and the Democrats agree on something, but the Republicans don't agree with him. Which, I mean, when does that ever happen? That's like, it's like a blue moon. And so, that's very interesting. But Senate runoff candidates Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue have both agreed to support $2,000 checks, which their fate in the Senate will be determined, I believe, this week, maybe next week, because um, there's Senate, two Senate runoff elections in Georgia, which will determine um, in where, where the power of the Senate um, holds. And if Republicans hold power in the Senate, Joe Biden won't be likely to get a lot done. 
It's just a fact. He won't get a lot of things passed without a majority in the Senate. And even with a majority in the Senate, there's a lot of conservative Democrats that probably won't pass whatever he wants to be passed. So this is a very crucial moment for the future of Joe Biden's administration and the future of the Senate. Now we have a natural disaster happening in Croatia, which was um, an earthquake that struck on Tuesday, December 29th, with a magnitude of 6.4 and total fatalities as of now of seven people. I'm sending my prayers out to Croatia. Hopefully everybody there is okay, and good luck to all of you guys. Next we have, I guess you can call it better news, but uh, Boeing 737 MAX planes are resuming flights through the carrier American Airlines. After flights were grounded due to crashes that took place in Indonesia and Ethiopia, which this was a few years ago, but these flights were Lion Air Flight 610 on October 29th, 2018, and Ethiopian Flight Airlines on March 10th, 2019. And I remember this. It was a while ago. But they found problems in the software of the plane that actually led to these two crashes. And when you look at two crashes that happened only months apart with the same uh, model of plane, of the plane, then you, you can probably presume that there's going to be a problem. So they grounded planes, and now they're resuming and fixed the bugs in software that happened. Now we actually have some positive COVID news for once, which that's very rare, which is that Great Britain has approved the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine, becoming the first country in the world to approve it. And it's up to 90% effective, which is a great number. And I guess when you look at it, the more vaccines, the merrier. The more people that can be vaccinated, the sooner we can get back to normal. Because it's crazy. This whole thing has lasted for almost more than a year, which is a long time when you think about it. March, to me, feels like it was only a day ago, but it's really been like 10 months. I mean, it's January. We first learned about COVID in January. Like, this thing doesn't feel like it's been a year since that's happened. But getting to the point, Great Britain has approved this vaccine, and hopefully the rest of the world will follow. And China's Sinopharm vaccine was also shown to be around 79% effective, which Sinopharm is a state-owned Chinese pharmaceutical company and has been, and this vaccine has been approved by the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain, and Sinopharm's parent company is the Chinese National Pharmaceutical Group. Unfortunately, now we have some negative COVID news, which is the UK COVID strain has been detected in Colorado and um, this wasn't in my notes, but there's also been a case found in Cal- uh, California, which the strain doesn't increase symptoms or lethality, but it's much more contagious, which experts are saying it may be 50 to 74% more transmissible. And thankfully, experts think the vaccine will still work against this new strain, which that's at least a silver lining from this. You know, we don't have to develop a new vaccine for this new strain for another year. It's not something like the flu where they give you different vaccines every year, but um, if something, if a virus is a little more contagious, it can spread much more rapidly, which, I mean, when you look at just the logic of it, it's probably all around the world by now, which is not a very good thing. Now, finally, something fun to talk about was a video from Boston Dynamics, which I saw, which was really funny, but also a little bit creepy. Um, 
shows these humanoid robots dancing to the song Do You Love Me? And it's crazy because these robots are dancing almost like humans. Like, they have joints or limbs. And it's really cool. And I um, advise that you check it out because it's a really interesting video. And it I mean, it's a fun video, but it also shows how advanced AI is getting and how advanced robots are getting where they can, like, mimic human dances and activities. And it's kind of crazy. It's cool and scary at the same time. But it's just something. It's a, it's a cool video to look at, and I recommend that you check it out. It's uh, from Boston Dynamics, and it's just a video of robots dancing. And now, staying on the topic of AI, um, we have an article from Healthcare IT News, which shows us the potential of AI in the medical field, which I find an incredibly interesting topic. Because AI is a really powerful tool, and some people and governments will decide to use it for good, but of course there's also going to be some powerful people and powerful companies that are using it for malicious purposes like collecting data and watching your every move like 1984 the book and exchanging your information like it's a share in the stock market but anyways one of the interesting developments of AI a positive development that relates to our current events is in the United Kingdom which is using AI to track the COVID-19 vaccine side effects and its job is to rapidly evaluate reports of COVID-19 side effects, which is really cool. Like, AI is a really powerful tool, and maybe in the future we'll even have robots doing surgeries, putting in prosthetics, doing stuff that humans normally do, and they may even be better at it, which is pretty crazy. And I think this shows what the future may look like, not only in healthcare, but in the rest of... in every other industry for our positive news segment of the show which I think a positive news segment is really important as even though the world is not all good and not all sunshine and rainbows we should really reflect on the things that are good around us and because not well not everything's bad and I think it's good to look at things around us and find the positive positive. and for our positive feel-good story of this week we can look at COVID-19's positive impact on the environment and the world around us. And from the Science Daily website, we have a positive outlook on this pandemic through the eyes of the environment, which, according to recent studies and data from satellites, industrial pollution has been reduced in the wake of COVID lockdowns, which makes a lot of sense. Not many people are traveling, not as many people are commuting to work, and we're consuming less because of a slowing economy, which the impact of, of a cleaner environment has been felt all around the world. From less pollutants on the snow in the Indus River Valley to better water quality in the Hudson River. And in March, during the beginning of the lockdowns in Italy, the water quality in Venice dramatically improved, being so clear that you could see fish swimming in the canal. Which, I mean, even though COVID has caused us so much death, we have lots of death from environmental factors every year. Lots of people die from air pollution. Lots of people die from an awful environment around them. And, you know... People, now that we're not out as much, people probably have, have littered less. And the air quality has probably been better, which is good for everybody. So I thought that was something good to share. From Gates Notes, which is Bill Gates' blog, we also have a voice of optimism about the upcoming year and all that has happened during the past year, which I think during this pandemic, there's been a silver lining, which is the ability for countries around the world to cooperate with each other in order to combat this disease, you know? There's not 
a lot that unites us around the world. I mean, countries are in conflict all the time, but now that we have a problem that affects everybody, we've gotten a lot done, which the recent COVID vaccines are the fastest to ever be developed, proving that we can accomplish anything if we can work together. And also this year, think about how much worse this year would be without our frontline workers, our doctors, everybody that basically is the backbone of our society and that has worked day and night to help our overwhelmed hospitals and facilities. I think that's something we can be thankful for. Our frontline workers, which my mom is a frontline worker, she's a nurse, and we have many nurses that have sacrificed a lot in order to combat this disease. And a lot of people, a lot of nurses and doctors have gotten COVID more than any other group. And, you know, we should just reflect on that. I think that's a good thing to look back on. Now for some better and, I guess, funner entertainment news, which just includes movies, music, TV, all that. We have on January 1st, The Office leaving Netflix to go to streaming service Peacock, which I was disappointed by that because The Office was probably my favorite comedy show. And now I'm looking for something else to fill that gap that The Office left in my heart. And also on New Year's Day, Netflix released the third season of Cobra Kai, which is a spinoff of the fan-favorite movie Karate Kid, which I watched Cobra Kai, and honestly, it was cheesy, but I thought it was a good show. I liked it. And now for some more sad news. We learned on December 31st that rapper and hip-hop artist MF Doom has died, with causes being unknown at this time. But his family and representative revealed that his death date was on October 31st, but that his family needed time to mourn, which I totally understand. Which, Doom was known for albums such as Mad Villainy and Operation Doomsday, becoming a pinnacle in hip-hop. And he began his career as a member of the hip-hop trio, KMD, and released multiple albums, both solo and collaborative, and is known for wearing a signature Dr. Doom face mask. And I've never listened to MF Doom, but I've heard his music is good. And, you know, it's just sad to see such a big pinnacle of hip-hop pass. At the end of this previous year, we had Paul McCartney's new album, McCartney 3, which... I listened to this album. I'm a huge McCartney fan and Beatles fan. And I really enjoyed the album. You know, it's light it's lighthearted. It's not anything serious. It's just some good music. And I enjoyed it and I actually got it on vinyl for Christmas, which um I collect vinyl records. I like vinyl, so that was a fun listen. Coming out on Christmas Day, we also had the movie Soul, which I watched, and I really enjoyed it. And also on Christmas Wonder Woman 84 came out, which I didn't watch that one, but I heard it was good. But Soul is the story about a middle school band teacher who gets into an accident and finds himself transported to a quote-unquote soul world, where he navigates himself and becomes a mentor to a soul who doesn't know her purpose. Which, I saw the movie on Disney+, and I really enjoyed it. And it's surprisingly deep for a kid's movie. Like, Pixar always has deep movies, but, you know, it kind of discusses, like, really deep issues that even adults have a trouble addressing and it reminded me of inside out it kind of deals with that like same world of emotions and soul and the movie deals with like really heavy topics and what life is all about and all that which i thought the movie was great some people didn't like it some people liked it i really enjoyed it and it was overall a really good movie And I recommend that anybody should watch it if you're just a fan of animated movies, I guess.
And now, after all my rambling and slips of my tongue, we have the end of this first episode of the Newsworthy Podcast, which, I mean, I'm still getting used to talking into a microphone and actually talking to an audience, because this is my first time really doing this, so it's probably going to be bad, but hopefully I'll improve over the next few episodes, and maybe this will be a better show. So I hope you enjoyed, and if you want to message me or ask any questions on the show, um, send me an email at thenewsworthypodcast at gmail.com. That's the newsworthy podcast, no spaces, at gmail.com. And I'll answer questions, any topics you want me to go over, any reviews of movies or mu- music. I just want it to be fun. And so if you have anything that you want to share, just let me know. And I'll see you all next week. Next week, I'll be talking about the history of presidential transitions and Biden's presidential transition ahead of the inauguration, which is only in a few weeks. So goodbye. Have a good week. And I hope you enjoyed the first episode of the Newsworthy Podcast. Mm -hmm.